Hello, everyone. This is Kay. I am going to be hosting the show tonight. Um, I'm, we are a company that has a foundation and mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. Our name is Real Girlfriends Across America. We'll be bringing you hot topics each night, and we are always on the lookout for new topics. Follow us on Facebook at Real Girlfriends Across America and head to our website, realgirlfriends.org. Now, tonight, I have on the call with me Corinne, Tawanda, and a host of other girlfriends. And tonight, our topic is going to be the continuation, part two, of 10 ways that we lose focus. So first, before we get started, I want to check in with the callers. Tawanda, you there? Yes, ma'am, I'm here along with the guests. Hi. How about you, Corinne, you there? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. So we're going to get started. Um, The last time we did this show on 10 Ways That We Lose Focus, we stopped on uh, number five and six. We're going to rehash a little bit um, for those who either were not on the call or were on the call and would like a refresh. So what we were discussing is if you have ever had a time in your life when you were driven, focused, ready to conquer anything, and then something happened and you were completely sidetracked and knocked off your path. Now, this happens to all of us. The challenge to get back on track can be extremely difficult if we are unable to identify and address the reasons why we lost focus to begin with. And as the saying goes, in order to address the problem, you first have to admit that there is a problem. So today we're going to continue identifying and discussing the rest of the 10 ways that we lose focus. Now, if you remember, the last time we talked, um, we went through the list. Number 10 was laziness, and we talked about why this was so difficult to overcome. We talked about procrastination and why that is so difficult to overcome, because most procrastinators have really good logic for staying the way they they are. Uh, Number 8 was financial struggles, debt, and loss of job. Number seven was family problems and family separations. Number six was friendship troubles, which could also include ending friendships or relationships. And number five, which is what we're going to go over again today, is having too many goals, overextended, and feeling burned out. Now, another nemesis of staying focused of course, is having too many goals. We've all gone through this. I've gone through this myself. You won't be able to conquer everything, but you want to do everything. And while we are only human, doing everything is is just not possible. Having too many goals can stretch you to the point where you are unable to complete everything that you have on your plate satisfactorily. And the only solution to this is to take something off your plate so that you can focus wholeheartedly on what drives you the most. Now, I remember that the last time we did this question, we asked everybody the question except Corinne, right? So we're going to start with Corinne. And what's the question? (laughs) Have you ever had too many goals and as a result became overextended and burned out, and how did you handle this? Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think there are times where we want to do everything and we want to, you know, accomplish the world. Um, and we have to try to, like, prioritize and just reevaluate what we're trying to do um, and what's important and what can we. Um, so, yeah, there's been times where I had to um, sit back and, and just decide on what um, needed to be done at, you know, any given time. Great. Okay, so has anybody was anybody not on the call the last time we talked about ten ways to lose focus that would like to give an answer to the question also? Anybody? Or anybody just wanna speak up? Yes, Chanel is on the call. She's brand new and she wasn't here last time. Hi Chanel, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I am alive and well, thank goodness. You want to tell us your answer to the question? Um, I guess that the only, well, the time that rings most um, true to me is when as a young wife and mother and in school, um, I was very goal-oriented on the job, and... Um, 
oriented at school and with my child, making sure she's on her markers and all of that. But um, for myself, anytime I get into that mode, um, for me, at some point you burn out and you hit a wall, so you have to reprioritize. And that's, you know, how I've handled it thus far in my life. So basically reprioritizing. Yes. You have to, once you energy and mentally get tapped out, <laughs> at some point you got to figure out, okay, I can't do everything. i got to figure out what's most important. Right. That's a very good point, asking yourself what's most important. That's a good point. So when you do that, when you ask yourself what's most important, um, what do you do with the things that are not as important? So um, depending on what, you know, your life, how your life is set up, you can either set back, reallocate time um, appropriately, or some things, you have to, if you decide, you know, it's not really that important, it's just really something I want to do, um, then you may have to put it, just put it off for the moment. For myself, I took, I'm almost embarrassed to say, 14 years to go to school, um, but I did that while I was, I started before. Um, marriage, and I was still in school after marriage and after having my child. So there were periods of time that I took some semesters off. There were times that I only did online. There was times I only um, did full-time. Sometimes I did part-time. So, you know, I just readjusted accordingly to what I could handle at the moment. That's a really good point. I like how you said how um, you needed to reallocate time, um, delay less important things, and readjust your schedule. Those are good points. Um, okay, so number four, the next one on the list is transition, change, um, expected or unexpected. Another type of distraction that most people don't always consider is that transition and changes in daily life can cause these derailments. Even the smallest change in your schedule can throw someone off their flow. So, of course, large changes might have a much larger derailing effect. Some examples include a change of job, moving to a different location, a change of education, uh, education choice, like Chanel was saying, having or adopting a child, marriage, divorce, etc. All of these things can cause derailment of focus as well as new stress on top of the distraction. So. Have you experienced transition or change that was distracting? How did you handle this, and were you able to get back your focus, and how? And we're going to go with caller number that ends in number 5964. That may be me. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Chanel again. <laughs> Hi, Chanel. Oh, you're calling from the 5964 number. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Go ahead. <laughs> So, um, I'm sorry, say the question one more time. Have you experienced transition or change that was distracting, and how did you handle this? And were you, and were you able to get back your focus and how? So just, I can restate the okay. questions if, if you, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, yes, I divorced after 10 years of marriage, um, and for me that was, uh, a very distracting time. Um, I literally right. let everything go um, just so I could get myself together emotionally and um, get my bearings again. So um, even I sent my child to my parents for a year and a half. Um, it took a lot to re redesign my life, redefine my life. So um, I have uh, actually my stepson now is going through that, and I try to tell people when it comes to divorce or death, um, you have to give yourself the time you need. It, it may not be a few weeks, it may not be a few months. I would say it was about a year and a half for me, um, so I just couldn't couldn't mentally take on a lot. I just had to kind of be with myself, um, and similarly. Um, with the death of my father, um, just had to just 
take a step back. Um, those are the two major transitions um, in my life. Um, thirdly, I would say becoming an empty nester when my daughter went to college. Um, sometimes your life can be so focused around your children. Um, redefining my life as a single person with um, without anyone else in the house, um, having time to myself again that I hadn't had in 18 years. Um, you know, you just you just have to sit back and take a moment and redefine how. What do you want your life to look like, and work from there. Those are really good points. I like how you said that the transition and the change was so um, was was so derailing, or it was so uh, 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 it created such an upheaval in your life that you had to just let everything else go and to take care of yourself. Sometimes we have to do that. Like sometimes change is so drastic and so chaotic that we need to just take care of ourselves. And that's important to remember that it's okay to do that. It is okay to take care of yourself. And sometimes we forget that. Yeah. All right. Caller ending in 0261. Yes. Hi. How about you? So here's the question. Yes. Have you ever experienced transition or change that was distracting? How did you handle this? Were you able to get back your focus, and how? Um, yeah, I, you know, I had a, a similar uh, situation, I guess, with dealing with uh, death, um, and that it was um, a situation where I lost focus. Um, I did relocate and change, um, basically, my whole life at that time. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I guess, you know, it was one day at a time and just had to, I guess, figure it out, it figured it out along the way. And, um, yeah, basically that's, that's why I just let time fill everything and, and figured it out as I went. Okay. So basically taking one day at a time, like you said. Uh, caller 5834. I bet that's Tawanda. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? I am well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Yeah, I would have to really ditto what um what Chanel said as well as Corinne. I think one time I may have mentioned this the other day, like when I had a I think we probably go through the most transition when we have major life situations. Like when my father passed away, that, like, my whole life had to change, and that was like a year and a half ago. So I was planning to, like, relocate and do some different things, and when that happened, I had to halt my plans, and I moved, and then I had to figure out what I was going to do next because I was in a situation that I didn't plan on, and, of course, you can't plan for death. And what I actually did to get out of the situation or to change it, it was really time. Time, I continued to work. I just had to work in a different location, and I continued to start doing some of the things that I wanted to do after a period of time because initially for the first few months, I couldn't do anything. You know, I'm dealing with the loss of somebody that's significant. I'm dealing with my mom losing her best friend and husband for almost 50 years. Like so many different things was going on around that, and it was definitely a struggle. However, time is what actually helped. Right, and being proactive at the same time. Being proactive, and I like how you said um, something similar to what Chanel said, which was adjusting your schedule around the change. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So for me, um, transition and change uh, being expected and unexpected. I've gone through this many times. I, I, in fact, I go. I seem to go through major transitions, both expected and unexpected, about I would say every two years of my life, on average. Let's just say on average, about every two years of my life. And how I handle it is, I just, I keep pushing. I keep moving. I try to adjust around the change. Sometimes the change has been so devastating that I've had to just let everything go, um, such as when my, my husband passed away. There was a space of time where I couldn't, I couldn't do very much. It was just 
I, I just needed to take that time to just heal. So utilizing each and every one of those tactics, tactics is really important for healing when you're going through some serious change or transition. So now we're going to go to number three, which is the number three distraction is social media. Now, I know none of you are on social media, so you don't have this problem. Now, social media is probably one of the biggest distractions of today's generation. Have you ever spent hours on your phone staring at a screen at some app, i.e. Facebook, TikTok, WhatsApp, Instagram, etc., and then realize you have done nothing productive? Full disclosure, I've done it. When this happens, it becomes important to limit your time on social media. Maybe use a timer on your phone so that you become aware when time is going by. So the first question is going to go to Corinne. Have you ever been so distracted by social media that you became unproductive, and how did you overcome this? Um, I know that social media can be distracting, and I'm really not, I mean, other than for work, like, I'm really not, a fan of like social media really um so i'll get on it and i'll do what i need to do to you know for whoever it is but um in regards to um doing it in regards to um and, and so like it extending no um i wouldn't and um I know that it looks like Kay should be returning. So, Hello. This is so Kay. Here. I apologize. I'm experiencing technical difficulties, but I am back. Okay. So we are returning to the question, social media. Have you ever been so distracted by social media that you became unproductive, and how did you overcome this? Yeah, um, I have stated that I yeah I did um, I do find it to be distracting, so but I really don't go on it. Um, just other for work. Um, so I usually don't go on it for anything other than that purpose. So I find that the few times that I do go on my personal uh, social media, I'm like you know it sucks you in, so I try not to go on it too. Awesome. My friends usually know when I go on there because I'm, like, usually liking on their stuff at one time, <laughs> and then I just get off. So, basically, you try to avoid using it at all? Yeah, if it's not for work, then yeah. Okay. Chanel, how about you? Have you ever been so distracted by social media that you became unproductive, and how did you overcome this? I think I'm unproductive anytime I'm on social media. But I don't use it that often. Um, I definitely have um, social media um, accounts, but I only do it for means of um, communication when I need to. I have a, like Facebook, I have a family account. Um, I'm kind of sort of like my family secretary yet, but... I'm not really big on social media, and I hate for somebody to catch me on it and start talking to me. So I try to get in and get out. So basically use it at very small intervals of time. Yes. That's actually a really good strategy. I think I need to start using that. (laughs) All right, Tawanda. You know what? I remember when Facebook first came out. I don't know how many years ago that was. I think I was on Facebook all day and all night. And I realized very quickly that I wasn't getting nothing done. And then I took a hiatus and said, oh, no, I cannot do this. So now I'm kind of like, see, I only really be on it when I have to. Like this, sometimes I might, like when I used to join different groups and you see a hot topic and so on and so forth, you kind of get caught up in it. But no, I, I, for the most part, I can't do that because it is a time waster and I would get caught up and be on there all day long and get nothing done. So mostly I'm on there for work and a little bit of social. 
So you try to keep it, um, keep the social media usage strictly for work. Ninety-nine percent. Okay. So for me, with social media, I I'm on Facebook every day. Um, some sometimes from uh, long periods of time, and the way I actually overcome this. Isn't it's something outside of me? It's not something within me that's like, okay, Karine, it's time to get off. Usually, it's because I run across a post by some Trump lover, or sorry, let me rephrase that. I run across a post that can be extremely inflammatory, and it upsets me, and then I get off of Facebook, and I'm back to being productive. So there's that. Okay, so we're going to go to number two: bad health or disease. Chronic pain, cancer, serious illness, sudden loss of good health are all distractions that can derail someone from productive focus. It's extremely difficult to stay focused on goals when you're in constant pain or exhaustion. And at these times, it is more important to shift your focus to living a healthy existence. It's important to create, sometimes against all odds, a mentality that holds on to the positive in spite of everything. So... The question is this, have you ever experienced illness that derailed your focus, and how did you handle this? Chanel, would you like to go first? Um, yes. Uh, I actually have suffered with depression, um, and I've been off of work for 15 months because of it. So, yes, I've definitely been derailed, Um, and that was um, due to experiencing a traumatic um, event. But, um, yeah, so I I understand the derailment. I had terrible problems with um, anxiety, focus, um, PTSD. So, um, yeah, I've been terribly derailed, Um, not just. Um, from my focus, but from my life, you know, I didn't work for that time. I didn't have income for that time. Um, it was a, it was a long 15 months. So, yeah. How are you able to, um, handle this and regain your focus? Um, therapy, therapy and um, being patient with myself um, because at the time I didn't initially I didn't believe that I was depressed um, and so I didn't get the treatment that I needed um, until I got to a point that my focus was so bad my anxiety was terrible um, and I wasn't functioning um, so once I started therapy um and started to um, listen to the therapist because the other thing was that I'm naturally a loner and she was trying to get me to see that being by myself so much was not healthy um, and to get out even if it's just to go for a walk or to go walk in the mall or something. I didn't have to interact with other people, but um, I didn't get that. Now that I have worked you know, all of the plans that we developed together to bring me out of that, um, now I know I have to. I can't be by myself but so long. So COVID has been a challenge. Um, but I at least get outside the house um, and go do something. Um, I know that I just can't be in here isolated for too long. So for anyone out there who might be going through a, a period of, of really deep chronic depression, would you have any suggestions for them? Um, one, I, a huge suggestion because I, I'm not, maybe it's because of the African-American community, the stigma of um, all the stigmas around depression. It was not easy to disclose that um but honestly now that I've been through it 
from my perspective, everyone has experienced trauma. Everyone has experienced experienced depression. If if not long term, definitely short term. Um, we just don't call it that. Um, we drink, we drink, we have sex, we eat, we deal with it in all kinds of ways without acknowledging that it is depression. Um, so now I don't really feel embarrassed to say anything about it. Um, I think that the more you can find avenues to open up to somebody, um, trusted parties, then that kind of helps you through it. Thank you. That um, Those are some really some extremely good points. I think that your point about how in the African-American community we don't really acknowledge um, when we are depressed. You know, people want to say, oh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, this, that, and the other, but they don't want to acknowledge that they're going through something, and it's okay to go through something. There are major yeah. prophets in the Bible who went through something, right? Everybody mm-hmm. goes through something. Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay to acknowledge that because you can't handle it, you can't, you can't conquer it until you admit that it's there. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's move on to, well, actually, let's just take a short break before we come back to the question, and we will be back in just a few moments. Hello, this is Corinne, and here is today's top trending news story. One company that is regaining control over their company is Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster will be required to refund service fees paid for thousands of purchased resale market tickets for the 2019 run of the blockbuster hit Hamilton at the Hippodrome Theater downtown. The Maryland Attorney General Office announced a settlement which ends a lawsuit brought by its Consumer Protection Division against the Beverly Hill, California-based ticket sale giant. Now, back to you. All right. So we are back from our break, and we're going to start with the next person. And the question, again, is have you ever experienced tragic loss that derailed your focus? How did you work through your grief? And were you able to regain Oh, I apologize. I'm on the wrong question. Have you ever experienced illness that derailed, derailed your focus? How did you handle this? Uh, Tawanda? Hello? We're going to go on to the next person. Oh, I'm sorry. Corinne. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was on mute. I was talking, but I was on mute. I apologize. (laughs) Go on ahead. Yes, ma'am. I was saying that as I think about it, I can't think of any time I actually dealt with a personal illness that affected anything. However, I dealt with a personal illness of a close family member, and that was probably worse than me even dealing with something personally. Like I remember there was a time to where, my grandmother was extremely ill, and, uh, you know, a lot of times when you're younger, families don't want to tell you the truth, and I end up finding out that she had cancer, and she was actually in the last stages by the time that I actually uh, found out about it, and I was off at college, and I actually didn't, didn't even want to go back to school because this was a person that was, like, the most important person in my whole life, and um. And my family ended up talking me into going back to school, saying I can just come home on the weekends and so on and so forth. And it was one Tuesday or Wednesday that my 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 dad and, and someone else actually appeared to my school, and I knew, like, they're here during the week. I knew something had happened. And that always messed with me that she died and I wasn't there because I, I really didn't want to go back. But they just kept telling me that. Like, this is a part of life. You can't just stop every time something happens. So, yeah. Um, so, no, me personally, no, but someone that I love more than anything in the world, yeah. Um, so, was it, did it derail your focus in any way? And um, how did you regain your focus? 
It, it derailed my focus in a lot of ways because, like, being 18, 19 years old and, like, my grandmother was, like, one of the most important people in my life other than my mother and father. I didn't even think I could live without her. I didn't even know how to live without her. So, yeah, it took a whole lot of time. And I ended up going back to school, and I, thank God, had really good friends that loved on me because I was, of course, sad. I was oppressed. I didn't really know what to do. I wasn't focused at school because that she was the first person to ever die that was close to me, for one. And then I didn't know how to move on without her because I never in a million years imagined I would have to. So, yeah, it took a lot of time. It took people, it took a good support system of people that cared about me that was there. There for when I wanted to cry, there for when I didn't want to talk, that just was there for me and whatever I needed. And that really helped me. Um, Corinne? Um, and I, I guess the, the only time that I can think of um, where illness played a part was um, I was bleeding internally at one point, um, and I had to have emergency surgery. Um, so afterwards, I couldn't work for two months. Um, so with not being able to work for two months, it definitely um, derailed me and, and set me back and having to, uh, you know, recover. So um, how were you able to regain your focus? Um, how was I able to regain? I, I guess, during, you know, just being able to, because actually in while during that time I lost my job, basically, not that I lost my job due to me being fired, but my basically my job no longer exists by the time I was, I was able to recover. Um, so, um, yeah, I just, I guess being motivated to want to work, the whole time, it wasn't because I didn't want to work. It's just that at the time I couldn't um, physically work. I mean, this is way before I started working from home. So at this point, you know, I was used to working in an office. But, you know, eventually I did recover, and um, I had a spouse that they were able to help with finances as well. So I was able to eventually bounce back. Nice. Okay. Um, I, I have experienced some illness in the past, but one of the, it wasn't really an illness, more of like a bodily injury. Um, I, when I had my second child, uh, when I was giving birth while I was in labor, I injured my lower back and it has, um, not been the same ever since. But it, I was in some very severe pain for the first couple months after I had her. Um, I could I could only walk for short periods of time without having to rest and take a break because the pain would be so severe. And at the time, um, how I handled it was I I basically just you know walked when I could, took breaks when I could. Sometimes I would take um, ibuprofen for the pain, but I don't like taking pills. I didn't like taking painkillers, and so most of the time I just was in pain. So I just sort of pushed through it um, and kept moving and kept and kept going. So that was it. wasn't really an illness. It was just more of like a, a physical uh, malady, I guess. Okay, so we're going to go on to the last question, which is tragic loss. The number one reason for derailment of focus is tragic loss. And I think that each of us on the line have experienced tragic loss. Um, death is considered probably um, the most well-known tragic loss, but there's also romantic loss. There's divorce and there's separation. Death, divorce, and separation are tragic losses that can create a grief that can be so intense that it derails focus. The best way to overcome this is to get constant support, someone who can comfort and check on you as you work through your grief. Counseling is also the best way to work through deep grief issues dealing with tragic loss. At these times, working toward healing is where your focus should be. New goals and a revived focus will happen when you are healed and ready. So the question is this, have you ever experienced tragic loss that derailed your focus? How did you work through your grief? And were you, be, were you able to regain your focus? Uh, Chanel, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, 
the tragic loss that I would speak to is my support system when I divorced. Um, when I decided to separate from my husband, um, um, all of our friends were married. We were friends prior to marriage, prior to having children. And everybody picked a side. And so that was very, very painful. Um, most of those people I'm not friends with today. Um, just because I didn't I didn't want to put anyone in the position of choosing, but my ex did. Um, so I just had to let go. Um, and I'm not, I'm living in an area that I'm not from originally. I'm originally from the South, and I'm in the D.C. metropolitan area. So I was, it was a very isolating time. Um, so... I just really had to focus on, like I said before, redefining my life, um, being open to new new connections, um, friendships and relationships. And that, that mostly began with my relocation to a different area and meeting new neighbors, and it starts all over again. Right, right. Um. How long how long was it before you were able to regain your focus? It probably took me um, a couple of years. Uh, I well, I started to make connections with neighbors almost right away, but um, because I was going through that, I didn't allow a lot of people in. So. Um, that was more of just being cordial um, and trying to appear normal during that period. But um, it probably took me a couple of years before I really got to a, a good place. Uh-huh. Okay. So allowing allowing yourself to take that time is probably the most important thing because healing doesn't yeah. come in a day. I really wish it could. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tawanda? Hello, ma'am. I really have to ditto what Chanel said. Um, I I guess to share something that I hadn't already shared before, it would have to be the same thing with a relationship. It wasn't marriage, though. Um, Just a long-term relationship that was ending that took a... major life toll on me and it actually took me a few years, like three or four, to be able to really bounce back from from that situation. And I learned a lot through that because sometimes you just don't realize that the heart and when you care about somebody is just so powerful that you just can't bounce right back. So that would be um what I wanted to share. Great, great. Um, how did, uh, if you've experienced that same tragic loss that derailed your focus, how did you work through your grief and were you able to regain your focus? And I think you touched a little bit on this um, with some of your earlier stories, but if you have any other new points you'd like to speak on. Yeah, I, I don't have anything new because it's really all about time. I mean, and that's all, that's the only thing. Um, like Chanel talked about with like being having friends and being cordial, I went through that too, because sometimes you really don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> you just know you can't be reclusive. But um, and even some people I did talk to, they had no idea what was actually happening or what I had actually went through because you know people are apathetic. Plus, you don't really want people put people in your business and so on and so forth. But um, and it was definitely an uphill battle. I definitely would not sugarcoat that. But time does heal wounds and broken hearts. Corinne? Can I add something else? This is Chanel. Sure, go ahead. So to mine, I had to um, forgive. I had to forgive um, the friends who chose to side, take sides. Um, and I had to allow them to have their opinion 
you know, we're no matter how close you are to your friends, there's always a life that's not exposed to them. If you don't live with somebody, you don't really know them completely inside and out as well as much as you may think. Um, so I was really shocked by some of the friends who took sides. Um, but I had to get to a place where I just, how do you say, agree to disagree, respect their opinion, that they have a right to have an opinion, um, and just walk away peacefully for my own sanity. Um, Some of us tried to come back together, but it just, um, with, you know, them still maybe being friends with my ex and, you know, things are happening, um, and then somebody feels left out or um, you start to feel that push and pull of loyalty with one or the other. So I just had to accept that this is just a part of life. Change is a part of life. We, um, as much change as we experience in life, for some reason, many times it's very hard, but change is normal. Life is dynamic. No day is the same. Um, so I don't I don't know why it's so difficult for us to embrace that change happens. It's just going to be. Right. But I have to get and to I like that too. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I said, but I had to get to that place. Right. And I like that you said um, that you brought up the topic of forgiveness. Um, because we we often don't realize that forgiveness is a huge part of um, of healing when it comes to grief. Um, just in my own uh, experience with tragic loss um, and the loss of my husband when he passed away, sometimes you're angry at people, and it's it's not like it's actually their fault. Like sometimes bad things happen, and it's no one's fault. But you want to blame, so you want to put that anger somewhere. Um, and I, uh, I experienced a lot of that when my husband passed away. People who were angry at me, I was angry at others. It was just a lot of anger because there's so much helplessness that you can't, and you don't. There's no way you can fix it or change it. It just is what it is. And forgiveness is the only way to move past that stage. So I'm glad that you brought that up because forgiveness is always like a huge part of healing. Um, in some cases with death and and tragic separation. So, Um, Corinne? Yes. Did you have another question? Okay. Have you ever experienced tragic loss that derailed your focus? How did you work through your grief, and were you able to regain your focus? Um, Yeah. And, yes, I think I previously... um, spoke about this before, and I, I think it is hard to regain focus once, like, you lose anything that's, like, constant and that you're used to and accustomed to having, especially if it's someone that, you know, you had your whole life or someone that you maybe had around you every day for the last two years. Um, so I find, like, with anything, like, I, I think we said several times today, like, it's just time. Um, eventually time um, will um, heal everything and you just have to pace your time. No one can rush you on how long it's going to take for um, you to adjust or um, get accustomed to a new way of life because change, uh, uh, losing someone is a big change. Uh-huh. That's a good point, yeah. Um, and then just, just on the topic of forgiveness that Chanel brought up, like what are your thoughts on that? and how they relate to um, regaining focus and healing? Um, You definitely want to be able to um, let go and and trust people, not for them necessarily, or, you know, move on from someone um, doing wrong wrong to you. Um, And and it's not necessarily for them, it's more or less for yourself, because you don't necessarily want to have that, baggage on yourself, so um, sometimes you just have to find that peace within yourself and then just move on. I definitely agree with her. Yeah. 
Have you ever had to forgive someone in order to move forward in a case of um, loss? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it definitely was for for myself, um, me forgiving them, um, because I just didn't want the weight of anger or um, just any negativity on my heart towards that person. It's just too much energy to walk around angry at someone. Right, right. Um, Tawanda? So you're asking if I ever had to forgive someone? Yes, to work through uh, an instance or a situation of loss. I would have to say yes, and forgiveness is tricky. Um, Of course, forgiveness is necessary, and it's not really for them, it's for ourselves, but... um, yeah, I've I've definitely had to do that in a lot of situations and instances and hasn't really been easy but most of the time I end up um coming to terms with it. Okay. okay. Um so these are just ten ways that um that distractions can derail our focus and prevent us from productive activity. Um, just to rehash, number one, the number one reason was tragic loss, death, um, divorce, separation, any type of tragic loss, also romantic loss. Number two was bad health and disease. Three was social media. Four was transition and change. Five was too many goals. Uh, six was friendship troubles. Seven was family problems. Eight was financial struggles. Nine was procrastination and ten is laziness. Um, it's important, it is important that we were able to identify these ways in order to address them head on and to regain focus on the goals that we have in our lives. Um, being able to discuss these things, like you guys have identified just in the conversations that we've had, several ways that you were able to conquer the distractions, conquer the derailments, and move forward, whether it was by taking the time to heal, whether it was by adjusting your schedule, whether it was by forgiveness, you guys have have been able to discuss so many different ways that you've utilized these strengths to regain your focus and regain your, your mental and emotional and spiritual health so that you could regain your focus and the things that were most important to you in your life. Um, so we want to continue to work on these ways so that we can overcome the distractions and move on, on to greater focus-driven goals. So the last question that I'm going to ask for tonight, and this is just um, in, in continuation with the larger theme of how to focus on goals, is this. What was the major goal that you had after regaining your focus from whatever transition or change? Chanel, would you like to go first? Mine um, was to... Uh a homeowner again. Um, when I initially uh-huh. separated, I was um, in an apartment, um, and within a year, I had to I had to relocate to Texas because my father was ill, um, and I was in an apartment there. Then I came back here um, after a year or so, and um, after another year, it took me a few years. I was finally able to get into a house, but I just wanted to be able to raise my child in a house, in my house, own our own home again. Um, but it took some time. It took time, but you did it. Yes, yeah, praise God. Yes. Right. Good job, Tawanda. Okay, I was on mute. Um, what's the question again? What was the goal or the the goal that you were able to accomplish or regain focus in after um, getting through those spaces of distraction? What was the major goal that you accomplished? The the major goal was getting back to work, getting back to business, being focused, socializing, not being reclusive. You know, there was a period of time to where, like when I was saying about the last situation that, like a really bad breakup, I didn't really go out. I didn't socialize. People like, hey, come, let's go to karaoke or let's go here, let's go there. I'm like, no, don't want to go. So I just kind of like 
turned into Wonder Woman and said, hey, now it's time to get up and get out. So that's what I did. Okay, great. Corinne? Um, I think that what I started doing was basically, I guess, just getting back to my old routine. Um, so I just started basically trying to go after my dreams, like Tawanda said, like back to the grind. The major focus for me after regaining my focus was to basically work for myself um, and and be self-sufficient. And so far, it's been been okay. So I'm going to start wrapping it up, um, unless anyone else has a, another point that they would like to bring up. I want to thank all of you ladies for your participation tonight. Um, what is the topic for tomorrow? Um, tomorrow topic is, of course, you put me on the spot right when I wasn't ready. <laughs> um, but tomorrow topic is um, actually um, health and wealth. Health and wealth. Awesome. Yeah. So, so I want to, again, thank you guys and thank you, ladies, for participating. Uh, we want to remind you to join us at our website at Real girlfriends.org or email us at realgirlfriends7 at gmail. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. And unless anyone else has something to say, I want to wrap it up for tonight. You guys have a good night. Good night. Good night.